0: Good morning. morning. When you say that in my church, they think you are backslidden. Unless you greet them, I greet you all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's good to be here. I'm glad to be here and it's good to see each one of you in church. Now, what I want to share with you, uh, by the way, I bring greetings from my wife and my daughter and also from my country, Um, the greeting each one of you. Amen. Okay. Um, we've already read this portion of the scripture. I just want to please, never mind, uh, you, you notice I've got an accent in my English. Um, English is my second language. I had to go to school to learn it, uh, so bear with the accent and I'll ask Brad if I have to make clarification on certain words that he has to come up front, and then they just explain that. And secondly, um, my ears are kind of blocked because of the pain of flying and landing. So I feel like I'm speaking from um, an empty room. So I don't know whether my voice is high or low, but Brad, if I raise my voice, just tell me, take it easy. Okay. All right. Now, what I want to look at is what lessons can we learn from the cross about the life of Jesus? What lessons can we learn from the cross about the life of Jesus? And I believe these lessons are very uh, relevant for us in this 21st century. And as as believers, as Christians, we need to learn something about Um, the cross and the life of Christ on, on, on the cross. Now, back home, this is something that we do, especially with people that are coming to the Lord. These are some of the lessons that we teach them. We make sure they understand the importance of the cross. Because the cross to us is more like a symbol of sacrifice. And The country that I come from, a lot of sacrifices are done by traditional men. We come from a place where we have traditional men that rule certain areas of our country. And so, sacrifices is part of the way of living of my my people. But as you come to the Lord and you become a Christian, we tell you there's this sacrifice that Jesus offered for us. And we emphasize on those that have come to the Lord that pay attention to the cross. Fix your eyes on Jesus and what he did for us on the cross. The second thing that we emphasize is on the throne of God because there are too many thrones in Zambia, kings who sit on different thrones. And sometimes, as believers, you get carried away with these thrones. So we tell believers, focus on the throne of God and Jesus seated on the right hand of uh, of the Father. Then, thirdly, we tell the new believers, you need to understand the coming of the Holy Spirit and the purpose of the Holy Spirit in the church and in the life of a believer. And we emphasize that because the country that I come from, people are very spiritual. And if you don't pay attention as a believer on the Holy Spirit, you may end up being carried away with a different spirit. And Brad um, has a video on that where we have people teaching different stuff because they've been carried away by a different spirit. Um, you can go to YouTube and you find a pastor who stands in church and is telling his congregation to go and eat grass, and his church members go out and eat grass because of a different spirit, and because he's focused on a different spirit instead of focusing on, on the Holy Spirit. And lastly, we emphasize on the Word of God. We tell the newcomers and also the old believers that the, 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 the Word of God must be your guide. Pay attention, read the Bible, um, suck the word and let it guide your life, because if you miss that, you may go astray. But today I just want to focus on the cross, remember I mentioned the cross? Um, Because it's it's important as as believers that we understand what Jesus did for us on the cross, but I'm not going to focus on the, the redemptive work that Christ did for us on the cross. I'm going to look at some of the lessons we can learn about the life of Christ as He walked on the face of the earth. And we see that on the cross. For instance, notice um, the Bible says, they that passed by, and my question is, who are these they? Who are these people? They heard Jesus saying something while he walked on the face of the earth. The three years that he was ministry, notice they had something. We just read a portion of scripture, and it says, "And when they came to a place called Gogotha, which means the place of the skull, they offered him wine to drink, mingled with gall. But when he tasted it, they could not drink it. He could not drink it. And when they had crucified him, they divided his garments among themselves, casting lots. They sat down and kept watch over him." And over his head, they put the charge against him, which read, this is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then the two robbers who were crucified with him, one on the right and the other on the left, and, and those who passed by derided, ridiculed him. They mocked him, they distended him, they hallowed insult on him, waging their heads saying, he, he who would destroy the temple and build it in three days, Save yourself, and I just want to begin with that, I just want to begin with that. The first thing that I notice about Christ on the cross is there are things that people said about Him when He was on the cross, and they not only say things about Him, but they are saying things that they heard Him say. He said, this man said he would destroy the temple and build it up in three days, and there could be other things that they heard about the Lord Jesus Christ. But the point I want to bring out to you is this. They heard something about Jesus. They had something Jesus said to them. And apart from hearing things that Jesus said to them, they noticed his life. They were aware of his, his holiness, his way of living. And that to me is very important because I want to imitate Christ. I want to be like Christ. And this brings the question, what are people saying about you? In Zambia, I have a daughter. She's a four-year-old daughter. And at one point in the future, if there come a man who wants to marry my daughter, the first thing that we want to notice me and my wife is, what do we hear about this man, where he's coming from? What, what do we hear about his family? What do we hear about his tribe? What do we hear about um, his, his activities in, 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 in society? So it's important for us because we've been brought up that we need to pay attention to how families live. We need to pay attention on how people live in society. And if we had some bad report about this man who wants to marry our daughter, we'll say, no, you, you can go on with this marriage. So coming back to this text, they heard something about Jesus. And the question is, what have people heard about you? If I came into your community and I asked people in the area that you live, what are they going to tell me about you? Are you a good person? Are you a Christian? Do you live for the Lord? How committed are you to the things of God? You claim to be a Christian, but what you do is contrary, different to what the Christian demands of you. And so I see Jesus as he's knelt to the cross and they are saying something. They say, we heard this man saying A, B, C, D. They heard Jesus saying something about his life about his mission on earth. And to me, that is very important. Your testimony in society is very important. And we tell people, make sure your, your testimony about your life and how you live is, 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 is something that is pleasing to the Lord. Notice in verses 41 and 42, they said, this, they said something. He says, he saved others. Notice in verses 42, he saved others. He cannot save himself. He's the King of Israel. Let him come down from the cross and we will believe him. The second thing I see they are saying about Jesus on the cross is that he saved others. Here is a man who's knelt to the cross going through pain but the people that are watching him took notice that he served others. The question is, are you serving others? What lessons do we learn from the cross about the life of Jesus? He's nailed to the cross, but what we see is that people are saying he served others. The greatest joy of the believer is to be of service to others. The greatest joy of a Christian is to, be, to, be, to provide service to others. Are you providing service to others? Are you providing service in the house of the Lord? Are you providing service in your community? What service are you providing for your country? Notice... Jesus is crucified, he's been beaten, he's going through pain, nails have been pushed through his palms, his hands, but they took notice, they said, this man saved others. I want to pose this question to you, are you providing service to others? What type of service are you providing to this church? What kind of service are you providing for your family? For your community? What service are you providing for this state? As a Christian, God has called us to provide service. He wants us to serve others. This reminds me of Mother Teresa in India. She provided service to others. She went into a community that was different from her. Her culture was different from her, but she went and provided service. I want to encourage you, as a Christian, one way of you pleasing the Lord is to provide service. Provide service to this church and make it a better place so that when others come to have fellowship and worship here, the services that you've provided will help the church service be a better uh, place um, where people could uh, have a nice fellowship. So I spoke about the first thing I've mentioned is about the testimony that Jesus carried around. They heard him. He said something, and they picked it up. They noticed that Jesus said something to them, and, and, and he was there to, to help people. to um, The wounded, he helped them. Those that were sick, he helped them. Those that were angry, he fed them. Those that were lonely and rejected in society, he embraced them. He had a good testimony. And I would encourage you to have that kind of testimony. But number two, I've also mentioned that Jesus, they said he served others. He provided service. Jesus surrendered service. People took notice that he provided service to others. Jesus lived his whole entire life on earth providing service. And that's what he's called us to do. Let us provide service to those that are in need. The service that you may provide to an individual could be a service that may change a life and transform uh, people's lives. The third thing I notice when Jesus is nailed to the cross, notice what they said about him. Notice what they said about Jesus. In 43, he trusted in God. Let him deliver him now if, if he desires him. For he said, I am the Son of God. The third thing I noticed is that when Jesus is nailed to the cross and is going through pain, such pain that you can't describe. but notice what they say about him when he's on the cross. He trusted in God. This man knelt to the cross, trusted in God. I want to pose a question to you. Do you put your trust in God? Or you put trust in material things? Do you put trust in the wealth that you have? Do you put trust in people? Notice, Jesus is nailed on the cross, but they took notice of something. And they said about him, he trusted in God. This man trusted in God. I encourage you, put your trust in God. Put your faith in God. Depend on God. Have a closer relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Put your hope in the Lord. This man knelt to the cross. Put his trust in God. This man knelt to the cross. His faith was in God. He put his faith in God. I want to encourage you this morning we need to put our trust in God. We need to put our faith in God. So, What lessons do we learn about Christ being nailed to the cross? Here are the lessons. Jesus put his trust in God. What lessons do we learn about Christ being on the cross? He saved others. What lessons do we learn about Christ? He had a good testimony in society. We can't do it on our own and in our own strength. We need God's grace and we need God's help. But the most important thing I want you to understand is you can do it with God on your side. trusted in God. I just love that. So, the lesson I'm learning is I need to put my trust in God. I need to put my, my faith in God and not in anything else. But as a Christian, I need to put my trust and my hope in God. The fourth thing that I learned from the cross, notice what the Bible says, he says the, the centurion, when he, he saw how Christ died, he says, "Indeed, this was a righteous man." When the centurion and those who were with him, keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake and t- the earthquake that took place, they were filled with awe. And the and Roman Saturno says, this indeed was a righteous man. What lessons do we learn about Christ now to the cross? We learn that he was a righteous man. And you can live a righteous life. Paul says it better, Second Corinthians 5.21. God made Him who knew no sin to be seen for us, that we might be the righteousness of God. But righteousness also has to do with the way we conduct ourselves, how we relate with others, how we relate with believers in the church. It's not our own righteousness, but it's the righteousness that Christ has brought in our lives, because by the virtue that we've accepted Him in our lives, But I love this point because notice when the Roman centurion saw Jesus on the cross and the way he died, he says, indeed, certainly this was a righteous man. The question I have for you is, are you a righteous person? How is your conduct? How do you treat others? Young people, how do you respond and react to your parents? Do you trace righteousness in that? Husbands, how do you speak to your wives? Is there righteousness in it? Wives, how do you speak to your wives? Uh, Husband, do you speak to your wife? Is there righteousness in it? They took notice and said, certainly this was a righteous man. We need to embrace that righteousness that Jesus provided for us. And we need to live righteous lives. It's okay. Pastor Luke may not know you, People tend to pretend when they come to church, and it happens so many times in my church. People come to church and portray that everything is okay, but when they walk out of the church, it's something else. The the pastor's wife um, decided, I'm I'm thirsty, I need to drink some water. And he comes to a church member's house, and, and this is back home a church member's house, and she knocks on the door because she's so thirsty, she wants to drink water. And you know, in Zambia, in certain places, when you are in the shower, if, if somebody opens the tap outside, then the pressure in the shower goes down and the water stops. So the owner of the house was taking a shower. And this wife of the pastor knocks, knocks, knocks on the door and sees no response, so she let me drink water from the tap. And so she goes uh, behind the house and opened the tap without knowing that the owner of the house is taking a shower. And when she opened that tap, the pressure in the shower went down. So there was no water coming. Listen to what this lady said. Who is that dog from hell who opens the tap? Don't you know, don't you know that I'm taking a shower? And the pastor's wife. Just... On Sunday, Sunday morning, this very lady in church, she goes up praising God. And the wife of the pastor says, There's no righteousness in that. Amen. We need to embrace the righteousness of God. We not only show it to believers how to be righteous, but we also need to show it to non-believers. This thing of being righteous must be, must be portrayed and exhibited in our workplaces where we do business, in marketplaces, in shops. Whenever we're doing things, we must be seen that we are different from others because of the righteousness of God. In closing... I just want to recap what I've mentioned and then Paul says for me to repeat the same things over and over again is not harmful, but it's for your benefit. The first thing as we look at the cross of Jesus, when Jesus is nailed to the cross, people point out about his lifestyle, it's his testimony in society. This man said this, this and that. They point out about his life, his good conduct in society, a righteous living that Jesus exhibited as he walked on the face of the earth. The second thing I notice is that when Jesus is nailed to the cross, they say, he saved others. He saved others. Church, We need to serve others. We need to provide service to others. Much more, we need to provide service in the house of the Lord. We need to provide service to children. We need to provide service to the people in our community. We need to show them the way. We need to provide service. You never know that providing service could be a point where somebody would give their lives to the Lord. And therefore, it's important for us to provide service. Not only to a community, not only in our church, but also to our country. The third thing I said is that Jesus, they pointed out to Jesus and said, this man put his trust in God. This man Put his trust in God. I want to emphasize this. I just, just need to emphasize this. I beg you in the name of the Lord, put your hope and your trust in the Lord. Put your hope and your trust in the Lord. Have faith in God. No matter what comes your way, put your faith in the Lord. Put your hope and your trust in the Lord. And lastly, they notice that this certainly was a righteous man. I encourage you to exhibit that righteousness that Christ has provided for you. Let this righteousness be seen in your workplaces. Let this righteousness be seen. In schools, let righteousness be seen in your community. You go for shopping, let people see the righteousness of God. Because they took notice, Romans and children took notice, certainly this was a righteous man. And if you do that, the Lord will be with you and the Lord will defend your cause. I end my preaching. Amen. Let's, let's pray together. Father, we're so grateful for what Jesus did for us on the cross. Lord, it's not just the redemption. It's not just Jesus saving us and shedding His blood on the cross for us. But we see His life exhibited, being shown on the cross. And things that people could point out. Pointed out his, his lifestyle, his testimony. They pointed out that he's a man that saved others. They pointed out that he provided service to his community. He went on and saved humanity. Paul says it better. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. But he made himself of no reputation and took on the nature of flesh and blood, the nature of man. And he humbled himself after providing service, after providing service to people. He humbled himself and died the death of the cross. Therefore, you've highly exalted him. And giving him a name that is above every other name. Lord, they pointed out that he had trust in God. He had faith in God. May we be a people that put our faith and our hope in you. And lastly, Lord, they pointed out, certainly this was a righteous man. Help us to be righteous. On our own, we cannot do it. On our own and in our own strength, we are bound to fail. But Lord, with your help, we can be righteous. Not only to our family and our church, but in our community. We thank you and we bless you that we can learn these lessons about the life of Christ on the cross and the Lord We can begin walking the walk that you walked. We thank you, we bless you, we glorify you, we magnify you. In Jesus' name, amen.